<laughs> Last time on Dice Funk. 81 sheep. Is that, a, I think, I think. Why can't we go with what I said and just have it be a sheep katamari? Just like. I really like the sheep katamari. Could we bewitch these sheep to turn them into a, into a sheep katamari? Yes. You try to pick up Nobi in your mouth, the Remoray's mouth, and Nobi uh, just wrenches his body so violently to the side, he rips your jaw off. Oh, that's fucking... Nobi, you have to get out of the basement. There are two big giants. If we don't destroy the stone, Voya will keep coming back. I am saving the village. I am a hero. Go be a sheep. Anyway, I want them to die, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) Uh huh. I feel bad so you, about it, but you know. And the Akashic Stone has been split in half. Oh Christ! Can I roll insight to just suspect something weird is going on with Nobi after uh-huh. trying to cast a spell on him and witnessing enhanced strength? Sure. Just Seventeen. Just to suspect. Just to be like, that's not adding up. I'm going to need all of the star signs and charts and figures for all of the villagers who have arrived since I left. I think that Anne might have helped Maul do something very stupid. I think Maul might have tried to give everyone everything they want. of red tied round their throats that keep their little heads from falling in the snow and I turn round and there you go and Michael you would fall and turn the white snow red as strawberries in the summertime The way you phrased it initially made me think that George H.W. Bush was the one who ate all of his <laughs> comrades. You know what? That might be the cover-up though because you know He's like became the president. Obviously, he must have come from a rich family. He ate his comrades. Like, no, it was the Japanese. <laughs> That's sad to me to think that Pete Buttigieg can now never be the first cannibal president of the United States. <laughs> Yeah. Oh well, first openly cannibal. Openly, yeah, that? that's no, you got me. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Openly cannibal president, yeah. <laughs> yeah, let me right. listen. <laughs> so it's time to start the episode. Like you don't think that some of the early presidents didn't eat somebody for fun? Like Victorians ate mummies, okay? Mm. Yeah. You know what? England? Hello? You guys are the cannibals, actually, for real. I mean, that's just true, I completely agree. Uh one of the best things in like when you look at like the history of serial killers is like when you get through the uh the frontier west period it's just the brazenness it's just like you really go from like someone who crept around and did one murder and then like who sn- snuck around and did another one to someone who just like one day went sicko mode and just started chopping people into tiny bits <laughs> with an axe and didn't stop until they were stopped <laughs> Speaking of serial killers, I want to start this week with Nobi. Um, <laughs> so where we last left the adventure, the party had crested a hill. You can see Grendel in the distance. And very strangely, it seems like it's in some kind of summer bubble. Like mm-hmm. in the oh. village itself, the sun yeah. is shining. It's bright and beautiful and chaos is erupting all across the village. But all around, including where you are, it's snowing. It's the tail end of winter. Very strange. But in the background of this, uh, Slime has stopped in the back of the pack with Nobi because you cast Detect Thoughts on him 
And you know he's lying about how he destroyed the Akashic Stone. So Nobi and Slime are in the snow, like a Bushido scene. The snow's falling. (laughs) And Uh, like, I know, and he knows I know. Okay. He knows you know, and you know he knows you know. And the snow is falling around as the... uh, that great whistle plays, you know, the one from the Samurai movies. Yeah, the... yeah, 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 yeah. The the reed whistle. <laughs> yeah. The reed whistle, yeah. And there's like that water uh, fixture thing that goes donk and then it full, <laughs> it goes back up and, you know, from yeah, yeah, the end yeah. of Kill Bill. Essential, essential. <laughs> it's great. And Novi says, So Slime. Yes, friend. You remember when you gave Mold that dog? And there was a disagreement in mold, and I split into two? Yeah, I was there. Well, mold gave me a cluster of cells so I could control the good neighbors. Interesting. And the cluster of cells has all the spells that you and mold have. Like, for example, Rory's telepathic bond. You don't know that spell? The one where you need consent? Yeah, that's how I control the good neighbors. We're all bonded. Mm. I can speak to them anywhere in this entire plane. Them and up to several other cells. You know, cells in mold. Cells in the person who split off of mold. Maybe some cells in you. Slime takes about 30 seconds to understand implication as the entire nation is like, wait. This is a social interaction. And we find out, oh, yes, this is a threat. Yeah, the, the nation of slime realizes there, I mean, the, of the tens of millions of individual cells, there could be spies that could be linked telepathically uh, using your own spell, Rary's telepathic bond, which you've used previously. Uh, and so, in the same way, Nobi commands the good neighbors now, Nobi can talk to, uh, you know, traitors in your midst. Well, you had Slime's one weakness, implication, instead of just saying it, which has to be done. Uh-huh. I mean, that, so, yeah, I mean, Slime it works also as a metaphor for the entire village, right? And it's like, they're, you know, who is the Nobi of Slime's community, you know? Yes. Well, they would be blue, but, you know, let's pretend. Uh-huh. Uh, they could, yeah, that's the uh, Slime Mold's coming of a wide variety of delightful colors. But, um, yeah, Nobi says, I think we should keep this conversation to ourselves, don't you? No, I don't agree at all, but I'll do it. Okay. Then I won't send the good neighbors to check up on Sun, Moon, Stars, or the Abomination. They have other things they can be doing. Nice kid you have there. It'd be bad if something, it'd be terrible if something bad happened to them. I can't do Nobi's voice. I'm. <laughs> I think that was a fairly nobing. It would be bad if three ten foot tall robots showed up at your house. That would suck. Austin, if you kill my child, I'm flying to Philadelphia. <laughs> uh, fuck the CDC. I'm just gonna get on a plane. I'm gonna pilot it right over there. <laughs> That's fine. Uh so Voya starts walking down the hill towards the village. I appreciate what you're going to do to help with the Dreaming Dark Voya, but I 
something's been troubling me a little bit about all of this. Just something? Just a little bit? Well, the the site before us is troubling in and of itself, but I I feel like that I was a bit in the dark about what the whole plan was when I took you to Arabella. I took you to see the stars above. I suppose I didn't realize what the scope of the plan was or even what the plan was. You did me a favor. I appreciate it. You didn't need to know everything. I didn't know what kind of toll that would take on you. You're a very sensitive boy. You've always been very fragile. She like pats you. You're like twice her height. So she like pats you on the side instead of the shoulder or top of the head. I guess, do you still trust me to be the, well, mystic of Grendel in the aftermath of all this, you know? Well, what do the stars tell you? Surely you've looked into your own future. I have, and I suppose the precision of my ability to read the stars has been lacking. I can generally tell things like the benefic and malefic relationship of the stars above and below. The only time they've really swung malefic for me was, well, the day that everyone found Neelith, Ruth, and Vary being murdered and accused me of having done the murders. And other than that, it's been fairly steady readings lately, things being more or less following the course, I guess, is the read I would give for everything else being benefic so far. And so you understand the burden of foreseeing something bad and having to live through it. It's tantalizing to want to change it, but we have a responsibility as star readers not to divert from the best course, even if it's painful. It does mean a lot to me that through everything that has been going, that you you do seem to have not only the interest in f- following through with what the stars foretell, but also what seeming what seems to be what is best for Grendel at the forefront in the plans that you had with uh with Inri with Inri it's interesting you say that because uh, as you approach the edge of the village uh you see the spot where the egregore used to be mm-hmm. mm. Mm. it is not there currently can, can we like summon it back be like hey over here egregore is it like Nega rules because it was a stream thing in the real world and now this we're in the dream, so now it's somewhere else? Uh, that's an incredible question. Uh, there's going to be a lot of uh, things to learn and see here. This is basically a whole like mini open world arc I have prepared uh, with all the locations in the village, something going on to all of them. Mm. Uh, ch- chaos is reigning. You can hear the sound of uh, like distant yelling and things breaking and people running. Uh, it's really it's getting wild here. And if you cross the threshold into the village, it is like just the coldest winter to the warmest summer uh, in a ma- ma- in a matter of two steps. It's that sudden. Um, before we step in, I think Basil has been sort of walking not that far behind. Um. Arze and Boya's conversation, and is going to use telepathy to just say to Arze, you don't really buy 
what Foy is saying, that that Neelith and Ruth and Very dying was for the best and shouldn't have been averted, really? It's one thing it's one thing to say that things bad things should happen and having a premonition that bad things are happening. I dunno. If the vo- if the stars start telling Voyeur that some really horrible things have to be done to keep everyone alive, I'd rather take the risk on not doing terrible things and roll those dice and try and find an alternative. Cat hmm. would like to go see Marina. I have I have a genuine outside of roleplay question. So everybody got what they want and they're all living like in a dream world. But okay, so what is what are the bad things that are happening? So from up on the hill, you could see some things that seem bad. Like there seems to be, uh, you know, something coming out of the dump, like a wave of it's not garbage from this distance. It's like some kind of items overflowing out of it. You saw some kind of creature uh, crawling across the ground. Uh, it's a bit pack. It's, it's kind of paprika, right? Yeah. Uh, oh, paprika. Yeah. Is that how it's pronounced? I'm... You could say it both ways. Yes. Yeah. So that's basically what's happening: is the dream world and the physical world are overlapping. The barrier is broken down completely, or nearly completely. If it's completely gone, you're all just dead. But that's the race against time. Um, and if uh, if Cat's going over to Marina, uh, Voya says, "I'm going home or to the observatory. Uh, I have to do some calculations. Uh, everything has changed." So you need to all get the dream stuff out of here as much as you can. Imagine trying to close a door when there's a number of items laying across the threshold. It's only to become more difficult. So send as much dream stuff packing as you can and send all the the villagers back to me so I can get them where they need to be for the ritual. Okay, I'm going to go to... I'm, I'm going to go to the governor's office because I have a hunch about... I think Gigi might be there. Should we bring everyone to you as we get to them? Just send them my way when you get rid of their dreams. Oh no, we have to destroy all of our friends' dreams. Mm-hmm. Oh. This is not a recipe for a town that's gonna like us after this. <laughs> uh, and Nobi is also peeling off, so like, I'm gonna go find Anne! We gotta see if we can fix this dream stuff. I don't know where they are, so have fun. If I'm tall, can I, like, you know, go up real high, you know, with my snake body and, like, look around for Anne? Uh, you, you can roll perception to look around, definitely. 13. Uh, so 13 perception, yeah. You stand up with your Emory's body and look around, and you, you, you are seeing scenes of chaos. You see Venta just sprinting back towards the cave for some unknown reason. You see a bunch of shapes in the distance moving towards Applewhite Farm. Uh, there, there's just at every place something very dangerous potentially going on. Something strange, at least, if not dangerous. Uh, you don't see Anne. Uh, you don't see the Egregore. Uh, but you do you do see a couple of extremely concerning uh, s- snake-like figures. I have good news, everyone. Everyone I saw is probably not dead because they were moving. Uh, does anyone have anywhere they want to start, or do we just start with the nearest thing? And uh... Uh, I am worried about Marina. That's as good a place as to start as any. 
Can I trip Nobi with my many legs as they run off? <laughs> sure. I'm not going to roll for that. That's just funny. Okay. Because <laughs> I have such a long Nobi. body. They're just ro- trying to run off, and they just keep tripping them over and over. And neither of us can say why this is happening. <laughs> It's like a family guy joke that goes on way longer than it's funny and it gets a little funny again because you keep tripping him with your hundred legs. Yeah, because I know that nobody can't say anything about it right now either. So this is the only thing I can do. (laughs) He's threatening to kill your family if you narc and you can trip him. So it's basically even. Well, like power differentials. If he gets mad, then he has to explain why it's happening. So. Uh Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, uh, this is interesting to me, Kat. What what is your uh, rationale for Marina? Uh, it's oh, she's just been real fucked up recently. Okay, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so the team heads over to the Taylors, and this is kind of in the near the like uh, shopping district a little bit. There's a lot of closed down buildings we've discussed before. Uh, Spirit Halloween now with real swords uh, has a smashed window, and you see something crawl in there. That's not good. Mm-hmm. Uh, the you're all wearing really heavy clothing from trudging through the snow, uh, and it's you're starting to feel uncomfortable with that as you're <laughs> staying in the village now. Mm. Well, uh, I was gonna say like Ozzy could just dramatically take off the outer cloaks that he has on. Um, it has to be dramatic though. There has to be like a pause and like freeze frame with the cloak floating away while Ozzy standing still for no reason uh, to go down to his lighter attire that he tends to wear underneath. But uh, Kat definitely isn't wearing anything because she's a lion. So <laughs> she never wears anything, which is the dream to just never wear it and never have to wear anything any, any of the time. Yeah. We got to get you a princess crown though. Yeah. Because mm, you are a princess. True. Yeah. Thanks, Mari. Yeah. <laughs> the party approaches the Taylors, which is this uh, ancient spaceship that's been crashed here. And you can open the door and inside uh, there are a number of people who you've never seen before crowding around. Um, that you're immediately on guard because some of them are very big and some appear to be very dangerous and there are a lot of them. Say like a dozen or so people of various sizes and uh, they're not, when you open the door and then none of them turn around. They're all clamoring uh, for something on the other side of the room blocking your vision. It feels like a you know, you're, you're at us uh, trying to get an autograph from a celebrity and yeah. you have to like fight your way through the crowd. Uh, friends, mm, Marinas, mm, one wish was to be popular again because Philippa mm, outed her as a racist and then everybody stopped liking her. So I have a plan. We are going to go tell Marina that we are her friends and these are fake friends and we like her just how she is and then she won't need fake friends anymore. Friendship. All right, so you try to push through the crowd. Uh, strength uh, saving throws. All right, uh, let's see. I, oh, shoot, I don't have mosh pits as I think I'm proficient with shit. <laughs> 26. Ozzy rolls at 18. <laughs> Ironic 10. As a giant snake, I have a negative one amplifier. Five. Very weak giant snake. Just... Yeah, now this makes sense because you have relatively little slime inside such a large creature. So you're trying to you're trying to drive a a vehicle that is much bigger. It's like a like a teen a preteen driving like a it's like a semi. It's like when you see those like you know petite men. Nothing wrong with being petite. Um, <laughs> climbing into those huge trucks. 
Uh-huh. This happens in America. So. <laughs> Real American swag. More and more of this podcast uh, is is Timothy Chalamet in my imagination. Every episode. <laughs> uh, but yeah, we got a 26 and an 18. So you're able to push through enough of the crowd to see Marina, who is uh, sitting or standing actually behind the counter where she makes, you know, and sells textiles from behind. But she is wearing huge sunglasses. They're like bigger than her whole head somehow. And yet they're staying on. She's wearing a beautiful cape. It seems to be made out of a, a bear or something it's like so fuzzy uh her shoes are uh just bright red she has a a gold gold grill on her teeth she just looks extremely cool and she's like (laughs) all right all right that's enough there's enough for everyone dude one at a time marina's become one of the island boys (laughs) oh my god that that reference is gonna age so poorly but in this (laughs) moment yeah just like the island boys um are you talking about the cannibals or something else? <laughs> no, something else. Isn't that a TikTok what thing? What are we talking of, about? Of all people, Mari, I thought you would know about the Island Boys. What is the Island Boys? Check out, <laughs> check out the channel Thought Slime by the time this episode airs, and you will see me explaining it to Mildred. Is that the twins who keep like almost kissing? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's a well, that's a, a different twins. thing. Yeah, there's like this set of like Russian twins who keep almost kissing. It, yeah. It's really and the, then they the dress. Russian... Twins. I don't know what to all tell right. you. All right, beep, beep, beep. That's all getting beeped. <laughs> <laughs> no, just have it's it in, so but upsetting. only but censor the <laughs> blank twins. That's that. Okay. <laughs> Thanks for all of that. That would like to intimidate Marina out of her bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> Go for it. Do it. 28. Oh my god, 28 so good. Cat has this Fuck. incredible fucking Chad stat, just this one fucking Chad stat, so I choose to use intimidation to solve every problem and it's so funny cuz she's the nicest character. I love her. I love her. I love her. I love her sweet intimidation tactics. I was going to help with Benefic, but shit, I'd be only want to make this over 30. Yeah. Cat does something I I'm not quite capable of right now with my cold and takes a big f- nice full breath of air into her lungs and then goes Marina, this is a fake dream. None of these people are real. They are not real friends, and we are your real friends, and we like you, and they can't like you for real because they are fake, and you should like us, not them. Your powerful speech knocks Marina's glasses off with a 28, and they shatter on the floor. Um, (laughs) She looks around as if slightly dazed and says, what what's all this then? Which is the only thing I can say in that voice. It's the only thing. Have you got a license for that dream fantasy? <laughs> two, two episodes in a row we've done this. <laughs> the dream constables funny. are here. The dream constables are here, right? <laughs> it's the slate bobbies. Um. We did a whole arc of like, uh, policing can't be good. It attracts psychopaths who will inevitably turn into serial killers. And now we're just like... Oh, aren't police funny little bobbies who talk like that? Oh, it's funny when police come along. They're like, oh, have you got a license? Oh, oh, the, old Hello, copper, the old copper. Oh, the old copper. Oh, the old copper. Oh, watch out. Oh, it's the yeah, old London, oh, oh, it's the flat foot of the law. There he goes. Oh, oh. 
Oh, you got each run. If they have to exist, they can at least be ridiculous. Just objects of mockery. And that's all I ask. I have a question. How does your police enforce anything if they're not constantly threatening to kill you at gunpoint? Uh, increasingly, they are. Increasingly, they are, Mari, is yeah. the answer. So, uh, lucky us. Yeah. Yeah, now yeah. you're doing uh, it right. Also, horses—they like to—they like to use horses to intimidate people. Oh, it's a shame. Slash, make it so you can't get aggressive with them because you wouldn't hurt a horse. I know, right? <laughs> well, a Tory, on the other hand, would. You wouldn't download. You wouldn't download a horse, would you? <laughs> it's the perfect system to make Tories above the law, which is that uh, any decent person would never hurt a horse. So, is that were we foreshadowing this aspect of policing with all the horses in this season? <laughs> I was say we're gonna find the Alabrihe because I'm assuming that Drip is the Alabrihe right now. But yeah, it, yeah, you guys went inside immediately on getting here. Like outside, the this the whole terrain, the environment's getting increasingly psychedelic. Right now, you're inside. Oh gosh, you roar so much, you knock Marina's glasses off, um, and she looks at you and says, "Uh." I locked myself there. What? What's going on? Am I? Am I dreaming? I don't like you there, Marina. I like you here, and I like you all the time. And you don't have to be in a dream to have friends, because we are here now. The crowd of people who like you pushed through from behind, so you can turn around and see their faces now, and they're all like blank and expressionless. Uh, there's a wide variety of oh my God. different, uh, not even species, but like approximations. There's just like short faceless people, medium faceless people, tall faceless people, and giant faceless people, and they all have just these really creepy smiles on. Uh, that's like the only part of their face that is like articulating, and they're all staring at you now as if like you ruined their fun. Neat. Cool. Hi. Nice to meet you. Hopefully new friends. I... I thought that getting Marina to not want the dream would, like, make the dream go away. Like Wonder Woman 84. (laughs) I think we might have to... these people to shreds the end of that movie really didn't make sense you think everyone would give up their wish it's just not realistic is it (laughs) no i i I, there were lots of problems with it but you give up your wish right marina because you have real friends yeah with that 28 on intimidation uh she is shaken out of that stupor much more than i even expected so i think uh the, the all the faceless people here start pushing forward um what do you do uh like is there a spell or a check we can make to keep them away from marina because marina is okay. like cogent but still mm. kind of like shocks mm. right mm. can i deceive them and tell them that there's someone even more in need of fans just over there <laughs> oh my god send them to mold oh my god, oh god. nifix is back <laughs> yeah wow roll deception yeah let's see if this works uh this is basil's idea so for the record the uh, island boys are a crypto culture thing not a tiktok <laughs> thing <laughs> um, oh my god that was a 20 on deception Mm. Yeah, perfect. This works exactly how you want it. Uh, pay me the picture. You have uh, stopped the situation. Uh, Basil, Basil will run up to this approaching crowd and simply gesture in the opposite direction and go, 
look, someone with low self-esteem who'd like to be popular. <laughs> yeah, I think you point towards like the what's the uh, garbage compactor room in the spaceship, yeah. and the crowd like all pushes their way in there. <laughs> Uh, oh god! Because because the dream world is like seeping into the real world. Uh, if you like imagine hard enough, you can like get the crushing mechanism to start and just pulverize the dream people. <laughs> Incredible! In there, exactly perfect. I love it. <laughs> and that's the end of that chapter. I mean, yeah, I have eight of these prepared for you, but I do want to take a break here to check on Philippa, who left the group for reasons I'm excited to learn about. So Philippa wants to go to the governor's office because she has a hunch, based on what Kat said about everyone's dream, uh, wishes, that Gigi is going to be in the governor's office governing. That's a really fucking good idea. Yeah, I mean, you walk in, so if you had picked of the eight, uh, you know, villagers where to go, you picked Marina. If you picked Gigi, uh, I would assume you'd, I would ask, do you want to go to the gender neutral confinement area or the governor's office? And you pick the correct one. So you open the door and you see uh, there's just an enormous, a comically large throne that uh, <laughs> Governor Gigi is sitting on. It's like he he has to crawl up, like, we get like a ladder to get up onto it, and he's like inches away from the ceiling. Just his face. Gigi, can you hear me? <laughs> Gigi! Whoa, peasant, how goes it? What can your eminence do for you today? Philippa's gonna flap up to sit on the uh, armrest of the chair. Oh yeah, you can fly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, there's this just comically huge chair that goes to the top of the lodge. Uh, no one else in the group would even be able to get up to where he is, but you could fly effortlessly and land there. But you're also sitting on the arm of this throne. Your your head is touching the ceiling. That's how high it is. Oh, this is like when I roost for sleep. Yes, a common person would have to sleep, I suppose. I wouldn't know anything about that. Cat told me about your wish that you want to be governor again. But she said that you wanted to be governor because you wanted to be useful. Do you think that the king is useful, Gigi? <laughs> Laura just put in the chat a guy sitting on like 12 stacked chairs. <laughs> Perfect image there. That's We're going to have to remember to dro drop that in the Discord the week this episode comes out. It, it's, it's like, so it's so, yeah, I would say retroactively, the throne is just a bunch of other thrones stacked on top of each other. Wow. Each getting progressively nicer looking. Well, the more the more thrones you are on top of each other, the more the more the king you are. Right. This guy is nine times the king. Because if you because if you stop your rule, you just remove one throne, and you have to resolve the next throne. So it's a damn. Yeah, it's. I'm sorry, I disrupted your very smart thing you were saying. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't think it was going to be smart. I was just going to have Gigi say, uh, I can do more good from up here than I could ever do from down there. Gigi, with all due respect, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> you are a teacher. You think a teacher can't do good? You think a teacher can't shape the society they exist within? You see, think that people do not find a teacher useful? What, because there are no kids in the town? 
My poor, soft, vertically challenged friend, I founded the Moist Watch, which saved the entire village several times already. Every person here owes me their life many times over. I'm something of a legend. What about the triple homicide that occurred under the Moist Watch's, well, watch? They didn't, they didn't prevent that. As you say that, the throne uh, begins warping a little bit, like the dream uh, nature of the environment uh, comes through, and like the uh, what was once like golden gilding mm. on the chair, like starts turning red and growing spikes. Mm. Gigi, you tried to legislate out any problem that you saw without thinking about it. The town has voted not for there to be a governor anymore, not for there to be a moist watch. The the thing you are most proud of creating doesn't even exist anymore because nobody liked it and it wasn't any good. You are far better for this town as a teacher than you ever were as a governor and frankly, you weren't a very good governor. <laughs> oh shit uh, Roll persuasion Got him. <laughs> She's not just trying to be mean She observes the change And thinks mm-hmm. it's a change at least Maybe that's a good thing 23 Oh I crit Oh I crit Oh, I crit. oh the rolls are on oh, our baby. side tonight <laughs> I think you did a little bit more than crit just now Oh <laughs> Yeah, the dice are on fire tonight. I was editing episode Ooh. 35 earlier today, and the dice were just dog shit. You all botched and botched and botched, and I was like, they're going to die. Uh, but tonight, nothing but successes. Pay me a picture of the dream of the throne. Uh, to- GG, how's this look? I think, well, okay, so to me, the first thought I would have is that, okay, the first thought I would have is like a waterbed. So it's like the throne is like, is rigid and real and, you know, gold and wood and upholstery and everything that it is to begin with. And then it gets, like, angrier as I basically, like, roasting Gigi. Yeah, that's what I was going to do, is having it getting scarier and angrier as he, yeah, yeah. You, uh, broke him down. But then you crit, so how does that <laughs> resolve? But then, like, it happens too quickly. So instead of turning into something worse, the throne just, like, ripples and ripples, and it keeps on rippling and, like, bouncing around like a waterbed that's been punctured, and it just starts, like, decreasing (laughs) in size until, like, he's just sitting on, like, a completely (laughs) deflated throne, and he, like, he's sitting on the floor on basically, like, um, the skin, like, the video game skin of the throne that's completely, like, the the mesh has completely uh, uh, deflated. Yeah. Oh gosh, part, part, part of me, in my own head, was like figuring that Gigi was going to throw the line of like, "Why about being a teacher?" It's like, don't you know, Philippa? Those who can't do teach, and that would have been just like, which is actually a thing that's been told that gets thrown around a lot in teaching circles and industry stuff. There, <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, I re- yeah, it's really sad people say that because teachers should be valued a lot more. I think in in mm-hmm. society. That was what we were trying to get to with the GG character. We solved this. The, the problem is over. Society is saved. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. Um, yeah, but I think that Philip. Uh, I think that maybe the the deflation happens a little kind of violently, and Gigi gets a little a little bit of a bump on his bum coming down so hard. But Philippa kind of flaps down more gently so that she doesn't like fall, and then she's and then she's eventually standing by his side, uh, in his deflated throne. 
And she's just like, um, I'm sorry, Gigi. I, I didn't want to be mean to you. And I wasn't trying to be. I just think you are more used to everyone as a teacher. And I like you as a teacher. And the town doesn't want to have a governor anymore. Why don't you think about the things you still have to teach us? I am sure they are plenty. What if people in the town wanted to learn a new language? Or take advanced trigonometry? There is so much that you could do for us, still. Gigi looks defeated. He's like slumped in his deflated, flaccid chair. <laughs> and he's just like, that's easy for you to say. You're like a published academic and you're all famous and cool. And I'm just a <laughs> hick school, school marm. Gigi, I haven't published anything. I, I went to work on my thesis... And I felt like I couldn't get anything done. So I read a lot more books and I still couldn't write my thesis. So I thought I'll go and work in the field. And I went to live with frost giants for a really long time. And I didn't like it and it wasn't good. And I ran out of books and I read them all three times. And eventually I just started making things out of the books. Like little origami things. And then I just started burning up the origami figures I made with the books because I was so bored. <laughs> but I still couldn't bring myself to just write my thesis. I'm not so accomplished. I... I haven't actually told anyone that since I came back to the town. And then you became governor. And you helped a lot of people. You built that bridge. You did more in like three months as governor than you did in all your academic career then. This is exactly what I'm saying. And I was also governor when Neelith and Vary and Ruth were killed. And I was also the governor who was in when they all voted not to have a governor anymore. So what are we going to do now? I don't even know where my quarry went. He like looks around. Like, as expecting it to be, like, floating behind him. And says, if I can't become Kalashtar, then our only hope is giving Voya everything she wants. Which was a whole violent mess before. We've, we've doomed the village, Philippa. Someone really smart told me that no mistake that I could make would be bigger than this town. So, the least we can do for the people now is try to undo the bad things we have done. And you know you said, if you can't become Kalashtar, I think the if is doing a lot of work in that sentence. Come on, Gigi. And she holds out a wing, like holding out a hand. And she says, let's go find your quarry. And maybe we won't need Voya. After all. Gigi takes your wing. And uh, let's cut back to Marina's place. Uh, the party uh, has successfully snapped Marina out of her reverie and disposed of her uh, tulpas. 
Uh, what are you all doing now? Can I roll to find my slimes? I need some slimes. So I know what that means because you sent me a message. Can you explain to the audience what you mean? Okay. So what slime would like to do right now is collect any and all slime colonies slash nations, independent states, as you will, and ask them if they would like to join her in um, taking on not puppy mold, but mold who still doesn't feel loved mold. And I'm hoping I asked... I, let me see what I asked. That this would give me, I don't know, a bonus to a roll or something. Or something to help me against mold. Yeah, why don't you roll investigation to look around to see if you can find lost slime. Because you've been shedding slime everywhere all season. It makes sense that it's it's out there for the finding. Mm-hmm. 21. Yep, that's a big success. So uh, do you just find some loose uh, slime and integrate it into your body? Does it have a, you know, a corpse that it's driving around? Is it, is it its own like individual? What's going on there? Well, to me, any discarded slime is going to do its own thing. And so you know, I have to send out uh, representatives and ask, hey, do you want to come in? And then they have their small little... Co- this is all happening with a matter of seconds. But in slime world, this is... An endless debate. Um, And then eventually they decide, uh, yes, it is best for us all to unite to help a fallen colony. So you incorporate a a big hunk of slime into your body, and that gives you more biomass with more nutrients for additional healing. But you also get information from this, uh, you know, slime mold, which because it's been moving around the village, learning things, experiencing things. And one thing you learn is that uh, mold in the giant, the frost giant skeleton, uh, ran off towards the gender neutral confinement area as Gigi came out of it. Gigi, like his dream manifested as like a palanquin that carried him away to the, the governor's mansion and a, a procession of like a governor's parade. And, uh, mold went running off in that direction. So if you want to see mold, you would go to the gender neutral confinement area. Imagine your map updating. It has the eight locations for the, the <laughs> villagers, and now it has a ninth, which you just got. Well, I have to collect all of the slime nations <laughs> and have them unite. <laughs> and the more the more slime you get, the more information I'll give you, and the more healing resources I'll give you. The slime nations used to live in harmony until one day, mold attacked. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I I, uh, I think that in terms of where we might go next, uh, Aze would pro- uh, uh, Aze recalls Slime uh, noting how Venta was running off to his cave earlier. Yep, if you want to go check on Venta, that's a perfectly valid choice. And there would be Slime colonies to pick up on the way there because of the bridge and otherwise. So, Would that make the bridge collapse? We have flavored fabricate the spell as if it gives up uh, slime's biomass, uh, but that is all just flavor on top of the mechanic. There's no reason why the spell would be undone if you just gathered up some slime mold. It would be more dramatic. <laughs> you know, it's like, well, the town's crumbling. I don't know. No, that's good. I Here's two things real quick. One, uh, you just rolled for slime. Uh, so I don't want to want to immediately go from one slime roll to another. Uh, so let's say you can do that at the end of the invest- Venta investigation. Yeah. Uh, and, and the other thing is, a- as the uh, 
the veil gets thinner and the dream world's leaking, uh, the the ground becomes very uh, like the entire environment begins warping in ways that are going to make it difficult to navigate. Can I get uh, dexterity saving throws if you're going to try to go across the tarn? Ozzy rolls a twenty. Cat rolls a four. six. Uh, Basil rolls a 16. This is so, so great because uh, normally the tarn is frozen. It's a lake on a mountain, but because uh, the sun is out in the summer here, it's just a, it's just a lake mm. and the bridge is like, a it's a float. It's just on a, a bridge that is now floating in the middle of this lake. Mm. So, Slime and cat fail, and uh, you are both going to fall in and get wet. And let's see here. Are there going to be like some yokai there to give hugs from the water or something? <laughs> you approach the tarn, which is this lake on this mountain, and normally it's frozen over, and you built this bridge so it can be crossed uh, without slipping and sliding. But because it's summer here, the magic of the dream has just reduced this to a normal lake. It's just a beautiful, crystal clear water lake and the the bridge is bobbing uh, on the surface and you try to like cross it um, and cat and slime you just immediately uh, when you step onto the bridge it it just tur- it turns and just throws you off like a log it's just re- it's really unstable and you both go treading water um, in into the lake and at this point uh, you hear a scream come from the cave as Venta comes running back out hearing the splash uh, roll initiative Mmm. Mmm. Okay. Fourteen. Mm. Ozzy uh, rolls an eight. Cat also rolls an eight. Twenty-one. Oh boy. Five. So yeah, ba- the the consequence for failing that dexterity save was you uh, are going to be in the water and you have to roll to get out uh, because. Venta comes running out of the cave, uh, blades strapped to his feet, just a broad smile on his face. And as he reaches the tarn, you see a quarry like erupt out of his body, like the shadow comes to life. And it is the Hashalak quarry, uh, the blue worm on a string we've discussed before. Um, and he looks happy as a clam to have this quarry. Venta's up first, and he just says, uh, and just uh, does a, a running jump kick um, at, let's see. Venta immediately kicks uh, Aze in a fun way, just like oh, like like a horse play. That's an eight and an eight. Both of those fail. Uh, tell me about that. Does it just hit your armor or do you parry? Uh, like, like, like Aze will get hit in the chest, but it won't kind of breach the armor underneath his clothes with the first one. And he sort of like, like playfully deflects the other one, you know, He's been around Venta enough. He's familiar with the kicks, so he can like deflect the other one while still holding on to his uh, his his orb uh, accordingly. And Ozzy will respond saying, "Is is that Gigi's quarry?" It's mine now. Uh, and as he says that, the quarry does a mind thrust on Cat in the water. That seems inappropriate. Uh, that's a 13. Does that hit your uh, AC? Yes. <laughs> oh, you sound sad. Mother, it's doing a mind thrust on me. That's inappropriate. Uh, 23 damage as a blue light 
emits from the quarry like a like a tractor beam and you're you're uh you can all see like cat's eyes glass over and then uh sink into the lake because your mind has been uh thrust into by the quarry and you take 23 psychic damage mind thrust mind not thrusting instead (laughs) (laughs) mind buying the dinner first <laughs> Mind not doing uh, that on the first date. Uh, you know, we, we got uh, the list. <laughs> Basil, it's your turn. You, you and Aze are the ones actually on the bridge in the middle of the tarn, and it's like the the bridge has floated away from the uh, shore. It's like at such an angle that you're not having this fight on a free floating bridge in the lake. Okay, and remind me, what is it we're fighting? It's hmm. Venta and his quarry. That was Venta's wish. That's, I keep looking at my spells and being like, that's that's considerably overpowered for what we're dealing with right now. You know what? I'm going to fall back on the good old good old El- Eldritch Blast, I think. Okay, important here. At Venta or at the quarry? Oh, at the quarry. All right. No, I'm not going for Venta. That, that's only going to make the quarry worse if we start attacking Venta, I think. Venta's going to be all, oh, no, you don't like me, and the, the quarry will get stronger. That's my thinking. I have a question. Is this a real quarry or is this a quarry that is made up? In the I have to assume dream. It, it, this, this, this is GG's quarry who had been stolen from in order to give Venta a quarry. Uh, hmm. Wait, then who's then who's in, in Nobi? Am I, I'm, I'm, I'm confused. No, Nobi has his own quarry. Oh, everybody's just had. Okay, there's. All right, cool. There are two. There is the sort of scorpiony one that Nobi has, and Gigi had one that he was trying to become a Kalashtar with, which is... Which was the same that Venta had originally. Remember also, earlier, Slime rolled Perception to look around the village, and I said in the distance you see some large snake-like creatures, so... So that's fun. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. Right, so let me continue firing off my Eldritch Blasts. Uh, The first is a 23... The second's a 23. Um, the third is a 20. Do those all hit? All hit, yeah. You light you light the hashlack up. Okay, so that's 12 plus 7 plus 7. So that's 14. 26 damage? Yeah, you shoot the hashlack again and again and again with a beam from your horn. Uh, it does seem to take significant damage and reel back. Um, it is now... Uh, Cat's turn. Cat, you're in the water. You will need to make uh, an athletics check to get out. Yeah, uh, but Cat also just took 23 damage from one single hit and is very invested in not in making uh, the Hashalak incapacitated as soon as possible. So is going to use her other spell slot and use Tasha's Hideous Laughter on the Hashalak. Um, I, for- I forgot you were a bard. Yep, yep. Yep, yep. Bards are the fucking best. Yep. It's good. All right. I need to make a wisdom saving throw or fall prone. Yeah, you need to get over 17. All right. Here we go. Six. Fantastic. Yay. Fantastic Love work. That. Right. There's my spell slot used up. Hashlack is laugh a lack. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe you've done this. <laughs> Hashalak is having the laugh. 
so this like human human sized uh a blur like a tornado of blue light and string uh, this uh you know creature falls down into the water of the lake uh it's not laughing in a way you'd recognize it's just like convulsing with psychic feedback and stimulus it's so coming it's not everything is coming (laughs) Well, first, it started off with the Eldritch Thrust or whatever, okay? So. All right. Uh, Aze, it's your turn. You have advantage on anything you do to the Hashlack, who is laughing. Bonus action to cast uh, a second level Leaf's Cycle, so a healing word on a cat. Uh, Heal her eight, so not a whole lot, um, but it's something. And he is going to spend his action just trying to uh just looking to venta and saying to him venta i i know that you're still well sore about what we did to your quarry but this is this is not the way to resolve it that that quarry is connected to gg no it's not if it was connected to him it, it would be a clash star by now he doesn't like Gigi. Is that what he said? Or is that what you're telling me to convince me to let you keep this quarry instead of a different one? That's what we say. We're the same now. Congratulations. Thank you. I was like, like, are you saying that you're already formed into a Kalashtar then? We're working on it. Fight me. I don't want to fight you, Venta, though. Slime, it's your turn. Do you want to fight? Um, Is Cat still in the water? Yep. So is the Hashlack. Okay. I'm going to get Cat out of the water using my dexterity thingy, right? Uh, you're in the water, too. I guess you could just push Cat up onto the bridge, but you'll still yeah. be in the water. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's perfectly good use of your turn. Yeah, well, I just use my big body and put ha- cat in my head hole mm-hmm. and just push him up onto, push them up onto the bridge. So, Basil, you blasted the hashlack with your Eldritch Blast. So, Venta turns to you and says, "How about you fight me?" And then kicks you twice, fourteen and eighteen. Uh, one sec. Uh, both of those are gonna hit. <laughs> you take nine damage as the, the blade, uh, you know, pierces your unicorn hide. Although, the, like, you see the wires kind of pull the skin back together. Uh, because you are a, a, a sort of magical, mechanical being. Oh no, how will I survive nine damage? Oh. Yeah, Basil, nine damage isn't a ton to you. If you were a regular horse, that would have been a horrific injury. Uh, the Hashlack's still in the water laughing. I'm going to have to make a wisdom save to see if it recovers. Uh, 13's not going to do it. The Hashlack is still laughing its ass off, off, or more accurately, undulating uncontrollably. <laughs> having a good wibble wibble wobble that's all so basil it's your turn and uh venta's trying to communicate that uh him and the hashlack have an affinity and you know fighting together will improve their their sync rate if you will yeah. their uh drift compatibility compatibility if venta's right then yeah venta becoming a flash top would actually probably be very good we should be supportive of their new union Okay, okay, I'm gonna, I'm fine, I'm gonna throw some Eldritch Blasts at Venture instead then. Um, but like, you know, Basil's gonna look and go, 
I mean, if you're sure this is what you want, and start firing some some big old blasts over. Um. Anyway, I started blasting. Uh, so nineteen, twenty-three, and seventeen. All three of those hit, and Venta says, "Hit me with your best shot." Ah! <laughs> <laughs> you blast him. Mm-hmm. I don't know what you said. But hit me with your best <laughs> shot. Yeah. Oh, 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 if you're sure, if you're sure, here we go, here we go. Uh, seven, seven, ten. That's what, 24? Yeah, so you blast Venta uh, on the bridge and back, and, you know, his feet scrape because he's wearing bladed shoes, and he, like, slides back, uh, does, like, an Akira motorcycle move, and just smiles with a velociraptor's mouth full of just real sh- wicked sharp teeth and he looks he's having a blast all winter all he's been talking about is how much he loves doing kicks and wants a quarry uh basil will shout over just uh, just uh, just remember that i'm doing this because you're because i think you're cool and be nice in return it's just because you want to be nice and not because i'll save the whole village if i become Kalashtar. Well, I mean that too, but also like what what I mean is don't 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 get don't get pissed off and like murder me for this. I'm I'm doing it for good reasons. All right, Cat, you're up on the bridge. What do you do? Well, the thing is, yeah, my spells are all used up, so I think I'm just gonna go and attack. All right, just the regular degular. Let's go do it. You've added regular degular to my everyday speech, and I'll never <laughs> forgive you. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so I'm gonna go and attack. Let's go do it. Um, and I think I'm gonna attack. The Hashlack is corporeal now, right? Yep. Cool. Yeah, I'm gonna attack the Hashlack because that fucker hit me with a mind thrust. Alright, it's still laughing. You'll get advantage. 15 and 24? Uh, uh, I will, I'll grant one of the the benefits to make the 15 as is to give a bonus uh d6 on that 15 20 instead sure hits fantastic 11 and 14 wow perfect all right pay me a picture of you pouncing on the laughing uh hashlack and uh winning that fight because that you literally did uh exactly how much damage you needed to do there ooh damn um well, what occurs to me is that I am a cat, and it is truly just a wiggling ball of string. Uh-huh. Um, so I think that I basically pounce into directly into the middle of it and just, like, chase all the threads until it's just, like, sh- all shredded up into little bits. Uh, like, I'm kind of assuming as a dream creature I could do that, and it wouldn't be like I've permanently ended it forever. <laughs> Yeah, so it's like when you pull strings off of it, they like float yeah. around in the air and they can kind of come back and join the body. But an interesting right. thing is you, you you pounce off of the bridge onto the hashlack in the lake and like maybe you plunge under the ground and you start doing that cat thing where you're, you're like yeah. doing the t- like the death kicks on the tummy um, and you're, <laughs> you're pulling it apart. And then you see up on the bridge the rest of the party, you see Venta fall back onto his back and, and also kind of mimic as if he's being pounced on. And he's like, we are one! <laughs> um, I forgot that canon for us, the Quint- 
whatever the fuck that thing is called, is basically a wiggly worm. <laughs> yeah. And that's a giant cat playing with a wiggly <laughs> yeah, worm. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, yeah, so you you know, you've won the fight. Cat, uh, you you can tear apart the uh, the quarry, the hashlack enough that it doesn't fight back anymore without completely destroying it. And Venta like lays is on his back on the bridge, which is floating in the lake, and just like breathing heavily, like after you know a tough fight. Like good game, good game, good game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love. I too have inhabited another person's body. Love that for you. Thanks, Lord. Very supportive of whatever that is happening. Gigi never appreciated them. You know what? Probably for the best. If somebody didn't appreciate Sun Moon Stars before me, I would have stolen her as well. <laughs> uh, uh, Venta holds Venta holds out a wing for you to like fist bump. I, I, I'm just gonna say that is 100% provably true. We know that because of mold. <laughs> yeah, but it's true. Yeah, no, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I just, I like the idea of actually, like, I noted, I realized when I was in the water, that I'm some sort of nightmare gyrodos, you know? Yes. I, I really wanted to cast a spell and be like, kind of be like a gyrodos, but they already died, so it's too late. Look, you can get in the. You can get in the water and cast a spell later, I guess. Aze <laughs> uh, uh, looks fairly, uh, I would say almost dejected about all this, actually. Kat was going to say already, this isn't just a response to Aze looking dejected, uh, but Kat says, Aze, thank you for healing me. That mind thrust was lethal. Mm. Uh, there's more where that came from, Kat. I... Do believe a little bit of patching up needs to happen all around here, but I I could have sworn that I had intuited something about the Hashalak and GG, and it appears that I was entirely wrong about it. So, Cat, you tear up the Hashalak like a big ball of yarn, and it uh, is not killed it's not destroyed but it is uh no longer fighting and it uh kind of slinks back at the pieces of it slink back to venta and kind of retake um reform into venta's shadow almost like melding back together as you climb back up onto the 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 bridge floating in the the, the lake and uh with venta and the hashlack back together uh, they speak to all of you like as one mental voice. Uh, the Hashalak has spoken out loud before, but it also can speak to your mind. And they speak, both Venta and the Hashalak speak as one voice and address uh, all of you. Or Aze, because you, you were saying how you look, you know, crestfallen about misunderstanding mm. uh, what was going on with Gigi in the quarry. Uh, I think specifically addressing you, uh, Venta, Venta slash the Hashalak say, Gigi just wants to be useful to the people of the village. He does not want to become Kalashtar. It is a full body and soul commitment to become one with another. I suppose that explains why I might have misread the situation when I visited uh, you and Gigi. I'm sorry if it feels like if I'm excluding you in any way, Venta, but... This is still something I'm processing about my understanding of the Hashalak here. 
I was actually listening to a podcast with uh, Keith Baker, is the man's name, who invented the quarry. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah, the, the creator of Eberron. Um, and he described the quarry as, and his words were like, it was the opposite of the fallen angel trope. The risen devil. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly the, yeah, the phrase, risen devils. I, 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 yeah, I, I, saw, I remember watching the same thing. And that was one of those things I thought was kind of an interesting trait about the quarry of the fact that this the to become Kalashtar, a quarry effectively has to recognize that they're not only rejecting being part of the Dreaming Dark, but recognize that they're going to be targeted by the Dreaming Dark in some respect. That's my understanding of it from what uh, Keith Baker said. Exactly. So the Dreaming Dark is just this evil force that's like coming for everybody. It is, you know, the the Sauron. It is a kind of a almost it's so powerful and destructive. It's kind of like boring, which is why you need uh, someone like Nobi to like focus your actual hatred on behind mm-hmm. behind the force. But uh, what I think is interesting about this is because you fought Venta and the Hashlak, uh, the Hashlak is is open to the idea that you can protect it from the dreaming dark or that you can hold your own because if you were a bunch mm. of weaklings who are just going to get destroyed there's no reason for it to side with you you know what i'm saying it's not going to pick a losing team but if it's it sees you're strong and that right. it could have a life outside of the dreaming dark that's interesting to it and so that that fight wasn't for nothing it's actually very important i think i i know that we are still working out a solution to the threat of the dreaming dark but we are in any case well prepared to fight if necessary using any and all resources we have to protect grendel from that influence the hashlack says do you know why the dreaming dark wants to take your world my thought was that they seeked passage to Arabella themselves. The Dalcor is made up of the dreams of all life on this plane. Every terrible thought you have, every beautiful thought you have, shapes our world. Your depravity, your innocuous flights of fancy, they ripple through us and around us. Can you imagine living in a world which is constantly being reshaped around you by beings beyond your control? I cannot say that I can imagine such a thing with full honesty. There are many things outside of my control, but not to the extent that your realm has been shaped. From your perspective, you are being invaded. But from ours, we are defending ourselves from your constant meddling. Your minds are at all times around us, surrounding us, crushing us, reforming us. The only way to make it stop is to destroy you. And by you, are you just referring to Grendel or is this more than just this community. The Dreaming Dark has its sights set on all creation, but this village is uniquely isolated. The paranoia that has grown this winter has opened the door wide enough for us to finally slip through. 
if there was a way to absolve the paranoia, to strengthen the connections with we have with each other and dissolve that degree of fear, that would disrupt the doorway, so to speak. So I've been saying for like five episodes now that there are two ways to win the season. Well, one is for somebody to become Kalashtar, which is the discussion we're having now. And the other is for Voya to do her thing, which has been controversial for a number of reasons. Uh, but the, the thing that someone becoming Kalashtar accomplishes is that you get uh, basically a quarry trader with inside knowledge uh, to tell you how to win, which is, yeah, if... if uh, the whole community comes together and stops making living together such a nightmare, then the nightmares won't be able to infiltrate Grendel. Um, th- so it, that's very, uh, you know, v- kind of vague. It's kind of a power of thought. Mm-hmm. But I can make it very concrete, which is to say everybody in town needs to be on the egregore. Right. And, you know, a- and it, it plays into... It honestly plays well into Aze's sort of cur- Aze's uh, rather, I'd say, sideways interpretation of the stars having power and relating to the constellations uh, analogy um, and, and all that stuff. So I think like this, Aze understands the the Aze understands what the Hashalak is alluding to in terms of what's going on right now in terms of why Grendel is such a easy point of entry for the dreaming dark and the Dalcor and what needs to be done in response to that. Um, Yes. It's like a a kind of manifestation of the metaphor for a community tearing itself apart, right? It's all these people who don't trust each other and their bad thoughts are, you know, multiplying exponentially and just ripping apart the social fabric. But because this is a universe with magic, the social fabric tearing creates (laughs) lobster scorpions. Um, But but if everybody comes together, then they can be dispelled. Um, But gamifying it, like if you're trying to imagine, you know, like a meter or a checklist or something, thing yeah how that accomplishes uh, is if everybody's on the egregore then that means there is enough social cohesion to keep the the quarry out of course the problem is nobi yep nobi simply does not have the village's best intentions in mind he will not be i mean i can't say he will not be persuaded he cannot be swayed that's not up to me it's up to the dice but it feels very difficult and beyond that a lot of nobi's actions have instilled higher degrees of fear paranoia anxiety in such a way where it's only amplified any lingering paranoia so both of those things coalesce yeah of course, yeah, and the metaphor I feel is obvious for what's what Nobi represents in the community, but uh, that is the only way to stop the Dreaming Dark uh, outside of Voya, and Voya told you that the, the foresight told her she needs to be made governor for life, mm-hmm. and that if that happens, she will be able to fortify the veil, but she was not made governor for life, therefore she can't guarantee that the things will play out as she foresaw. Like it, we've had a lot of talk on probably too much uh, about the nature of like prophecy and uh, that predest- predestination. So I don't want to go down that rabbit hole again. Uh, but basically uh, because she didn't get everything she wanted, uh, nothing is guaranteed 
is all I'll say. It doesn't mean things are going to be bad. It just means nothing is guaranteed anymore, right. which is a valid choice because also, you know, people have understandable anxiety about gi- giving into her uh, lich demands. So are you, you two seem to be quite harmonious right now. Has the union solidified enough? Yeah, an interesting thing about Quarry, the way they were, you know, written and designed and so forth, it's not like two characters sharing a body. It's not like, right. you know, they don't have conversations. Um, it, it's, it is very much like a new character. Like, if, if, if one of you had become Kalashtar, I would, like, have you do a whole new character sheet and you would write a different name in the name box, you know? Um, mm-hmm. So the Hashlack says, The lines between us are blurring, but we are not Kalashtar yet. It is a huge risk to defy the dreaming dark. But if I can escape to this world and start a new life away from it, I will also no longer be harried by the whims of your dreams. I can start again and experience a new life as a new person. In that case, I can only offer the warmest of welcomes for when that time comes. But until then, I can only encourage that that union strengthen and the the stars align appropriately to welcome in uh, to welcome in the birth of a new you in essence wait ah Sherlock I don't know if we got your name I have no name I am a nightmare made real cool would you like one hmm vent what about blade Death Fury. <laughs> Ooh, that's good. <laughs> big Scary. How about Big Scary? Venta, do you like Blade? I like Blade! <laughs> uh, um, <laughs> yeah, they're like, we have to talk about it because we're literally going to be one person soon. So so he's called Blade now? Uh, they're going to talk about it. I think that's that's a front runner. <laughs> Blade's a good name. <laughs> now I want to watch Blade. <laughs> I was trying to work out, like, what's the male equivalent of, like, um, oh, what was the My Immortal fan fiction writer's name? Uh, Darkness Ebony Dementia Raven Way, was it? <laughs> what, what's the, what's the angry teenage boy version of that? Well, in that, in that masterwork, Harry Potter has renamed himself Vampire Potter. <laughs> <laughs> Can I make a suggestion of what my eighth grade boyfriend's AMC screen name was? Oh, please. Yes. A plot, okay, XXX, puddle of red, XXX. Mm. Putting that dude on blast. (laughs) That is, that's great. The the last thing I was thinking of on the way out of here is the intersection of the two different signs because we have the manipulator and the appraiser. I'm trying to think of like a cool combo name for those two signs, but I'll figure out something as we go along. (laughs) Do you ever think about how the members of Avenged Sevenfold all had cool stage names? Their their names were M Shadows, Zacky Vengeance, Sinister Gates, Johnny Christ. (laughs) 
And then I'm looking at the current members. One guy is just named Brooks Wackerman. He did not get the fucking memo. (laughs) How did I never know this about them? Oh, no. That's because he replaced the drummer who died, whose name was The Rev. Wow. I mean, no. How did I never know about this stage? I Mm. I missed out. Yeah. uh, Apparently, yeah. So the the drummer who's passed on uh, the stage, full stage name was... The Reverend Tholomew Plague. Some of th- some of their music's great, and then some of their music's about like, what if I murdered someone and slept with the corpse? Oh, I love that song, Almost Heaven. Oh no, no, it's a good piece of music. I do not like that. I enjoy it. It's incredible. I played that for my girlfriend on a very early date. She loved it. Wow. <laughs> I sang um, "Simple and Clean." For any boy I like, and it always works. Mm. That's a good strategy. I'm really bad at singing it too, so somehow it makes it more endearing. Uh, this has been an amazing conversation. Let's cut back to the governor's office, Philippa and Gigi. Wait, oh. don't I have to roll for slime? I was gonna roll when we get back. Oh, okay, sorry. <laughs> I don't want you to forget. No, it's good. I have anxiety. <laughs> Uh, Philippa and Gigi, you get up from the deflated throne and go walking towards the door uh, when it opens and Nobi trots in. Oh, this will only go well. (laughs) (laughs) You don't, you don't trust, you know, how could you not trust Nobi? Look at his little face. The thing about Nobi is that when uh, he comes through doorways into scenes where there are unsuspecting characters, it's bad. I brought Anne, and you see Anne float uh, from behind Nobi, uh, the little the little Baku. Oh, hello, Anne. Yeah, what's up, Toots? It's me. Things are falling apart. Sorry, I summoned the Tulpas. Uh, getting a, lot of, a little out of hand. Uh, you know, you know how it is. Well, why did you summon the Tulpas? Uh, f- mold. It was the whole plan. We get everybody what they want, and then they love us, and they forgive the whole trying to have them killed so I could eat their nightmares thing, and Mold's whole. Whatever mold did. Right. But one mold, the mold split into two molds. One wants to steal the plan and one wants to play with a poppy. Why aren't you at least halfway playing with a poppy? Oh, mold and other mold have gone their separate ways. They're doing some stuff. I don't even, you don't want to know about that one, sister. Okay, but you didn't need to do the talpas, and It's too late. You've done it now. Can you help us to stop the Tulpas? Well, first of all, let me say, it's not like a button you push. I've been working on them for a while, and it wasn't clear the plan was really off, and the barrier is getting thinner, and then the, it just kind of broke open, you know? It's like when you're tr- you're drinking out of a glass, right? And the ice is all stuck at the bottom, and you you're tip the glass, and then all the ice comes down and hits you in the face all at once? I've never had that happen, but listen... Uh, I've I've had that happen, but it's, <laughs> it's, just, it's just a fun character fact about her. Uh-huh. Um, but listen, <laughs> that's fine. We we had a similar situation to do with robots. I guess it's kind of like that anyway. Can you help us to stop them now? You eat dreams, right? And they are dreams. Could you munch them up? Could you eat an entire candy factory just in one sitting? It's a lot. Come. If I had, if I had to to save a village, maybe. 
You're coming on very strong at Anne, who's like shrinking back now. Like, like he's getting yelled at and not loving it. It's time for Philippa's intimidation. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, But nobody chimes in and says, Mom, Mom, it's fine. I'm going to fix all this. I'm I'm bringing Anne here and I'm going to get all the villagers and we're going to, you all sit tight. I'm going to fix this. I'm going to save the whole village. It's fine. What? No, my beautiful boy, listen. That's very brave, and you're very good, but that's not possible. We all can work together to solve these problems, especially as we free more villagers from the dreams. There will be more people to help. I helped Gigi, and now he is ready to help. Nobi says, no, it's okay. You'll just get in the way. You stay here. Um, I have it. I have it handled, and you stay here. I'm going to go get everyone else. What if you get hurt? There's, there are, I think there are wild quarry out there. Your powerful baby boy has tamed one. And Nobi uh, summons up the quarry mm. that he had been hiding, but he has realized he now has cover to to act like he just got. Yeah. Oh my god. The full like seven foot long snake with the scorpion tail and the giant lobster claws uh, appears behind Nobi and he is giving himself cover to say, I just got this. So now I'm going to become Kalashtar and you don't need, you don't need Voya. And it's it's sad. The rest of the moist watch is definitely going to die, but I'm going to save everyone. Wait, what? Now, hang on. Why would the rest of the moist watch die? Oh, because bad mold is definitely going to kill slime. So, R.I.P. slime. It sucks. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, that's how it happens sometimes. What? Well, no, hang on. Hey. Firstly, good job taming a quarry. That's very cool. I, I am always impressed by all the smart things you are doing. I, I never even think of. You're a very impressive young man. Secondly, well, Gigi and I will go over to Mold and the, the Moist Watch if they are in danger and help them. No, that's okay. You're just going to get in the way. And you see outside uh, three good neighbors roll up and they are, so the they are guarding the uh, governor's lodge, but the subtext is they are keeping you prisoner. Uh, that's, uh, I fucking hate this little guy. It is Marina's good neighbor, Ozzy's good neighbor, and Hale's good neighbor. And they kind of surround the governor's lodge. This will be the arc of people nobody chooses to let live through this. The people nobody moves here, he's not going to kill. Well, at least Gigi's safe. That's good, at least. So, I can psychically communicate with my familiar, right? Yeah, there there is a distance limit to it. Uh, you've already been told where where the dog is. The dog's with Mold. Mold is in the gender neutral confinement area. If you want to go talk to them, that's fine. Oh, I thought that was uh, Nega Mold. Sorry. Yeah. Okay. No. Yeah. You don't know about. You don't know what's going on there. Uh, but while while we're in this conversation, we want to roll investigation to see if you can pick up some more information and hit dice from the mold around the bridge. Oh, 11. All right. With only above average, you get to pick one. Do you want more hit dice or do you want more information? I would like the information, please. All right. So you gather up some more slime mold and you can paint me a picture of that if you would like. The information you get there is that 
uh, who we've been calling nega mold, which is to say the the part of mold that's split off from the frost giant skeleton, uh, has taken up residence in the egregore. Hmm. Cool. Uh. A part of my maternal, paternal, what, them. Parental? It's like gender. Parental. Uh, yeah. <laughs> parental instincts is like, wow, proud. But also bad, but <laughs> smart. Um, cool. All right. Where, where do you all want to go next? So now you, you know uh, that we've been calling them like evil mold or nega mold. I have a name for them. You just don't know it yet. I bet it's super cool. I, I would just. I would assume that uh, we'd also get our short rest and maybe get some good vibes from the cave before we move on. Um, so interesting. This is a very early use of your your recharge station. Uh, you, you only get the, the the cave once. Wow, I didn't appreciate my own art before, but now I can do spells. It really does feel just like you cannot. Also, the bridge slimes really love being a bridge. They're planning going right back there. Love it. <laughs> that's right after this is done. They're going straight back to being a bridge. That's incredible. I'm so glad you, we, the bridge was created because it gave this great set piece of the floating bridge on the on the lake, which, uh, in my mind's eye, is some uh, crouching tiger, hidden dragon shit during that fight, which I love very much. Oh, that is cool. Uh, so where do you want to go next? I'm trying to think of. The remaining people we have to contend with we have hail sun moon stars um we should probably at some point check on how sun moon stars is doing <laughs> i want to check in on the baby yeah i'm 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 honestly surprised we didn't we didn't go straight there usually you're very sun moon stars right away yes usually i am aren't i <laughs> but I guess there's something different now. Actually, I think Basil would. I think Basil would still ask, and I think that then it's up to Slime how they respond. But I think Basil would go, "Is there uh, something something up?" There are circumstances that are different now. Well, if you need me to help in any way, let me know. I can't, and then Slime runs away. Uh, I'm assuming towards the Sun Moon Stars place. That's a big uh, My Immortal move. Yeah. <laughs> I can't. <gasps> and then I swing my flesh flaps into an emo hair and then I run away. <laughs> Incredible. And so the party chases after Slime towards the cemetery to go check on Sun Moon Stars, not knowing that Nobi essentially is, you, you know, threatened to, to kill them at any moment. Uh, and as you approach, you hear the snapping of uh, the unmistakable sound of like snapping branches and uh, things being knocked over. Uh, what do you do as you approach? I dive right head on in. That's my baby and my baby mama. All right, Slime, you just charge through the cemetery gates and you see uh, something kind of lumbering through the graveyard. It is uh enormous it is bigger than even any of the frost giants you recently saw it is a, a monster which is stalking uh, between the rows of headstones and uh, it is uh many limbs 
It has a mouth which is full to bursting with teeth. Like it <laughs> ate uh, like several handfuls of teeth that are just all in its mouth. Its eyes are full of teeth. Its nose is full of teeth. Uh, do you remember what Sun Moon Stars' wish was when asked? Oh, to eat. Oh, yeah, to eat the enemy. To eat whoever hurt Neelith. <sighs> exactly. And so... The nightmare has conjured up a creature which exists only to devour, and it is coming right towards you. That's my girl. I was swallowing the pack, all swallowed in the coats, with scars of red tied round their throats, to keep their little heads from falling in the snow. And I turned round, and there you go. 